Well, Welcome, for those of you who are just tuning in, this is the Business Zone with Christo and Gilbert. And we've, we've been talking to you guys for about uh, 10, 6 minutes now. We thought uh, we were live, but we were not live. So. Right, we're, we were not live. So sorry. I, and I'm over here on my phone going, where are we live? Why are we not live? So. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Business Zone. We have a fantastic show for you, and we're going to talk about the cash flow, which is the lifeblood. Oh, and look at that. We got Mr. Armand in. On All righty, then. Let's bring him <laughs> on in. Our, I thought our, he... our resident expert here, social media, yeah, I... website, marketing guru, you name it. <laughs> How are you guys today? Man, we're doing good. Welcome to the business zone. <laughs> <laughs> I've been yeah. meeting people in, but you know, I just haven't been able to get my schedule to match up. But now I'm here. <laughs> well, we're very happy to have you. When when we have royalty in our company, you know, we gotta <laughs> we gotta make sure the the public knows. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and I was talking to Armand earlier, and this is a topic we're gonna talk about. Is a topic we talk about a lot when we. We were doing the digital entrepreneurship about keeping the cash and bringing yeah. in the cash. So Armand is all about the cash. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we're we're dealing about talking in cash flow today, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. We, we're finishing up some uh, just some fun conversations on what went on this week. So I just told Gilbert what my week was about. Um, uh, this is the beginning of BizCamp, and so BizCamp is a summer program that we provide for youth between the ages of 13 and 18, and I'm really excited about getting started. So June, July 6th. Can you guys imagine it's already July 6th? Amazing. And I, two days two days from now will be our anniversary, right, Crystal? Right. Two days. July wow. 8th is our five-year anniversary for being yep, on the air. Of the business, business zone. zone. Oh my gosh, you guys lasted longer than a lot of marriages. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know, huh? Two, two days from the day that Crystal came to me all nervous and said, Oh, I gotta do a radio show, but oh I'm I'm scared. <laughs> no, I just knew that I wanted to do it somewhat. Well, wait so a second, I had to Gilbert, find... Gilbert, I think you're projecting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's projecting. Armand knows that Crystal don't get scared. <laughs> I'm going to have Armand share something with you. But before we do that, uh, he and I did a, a Juneteenth event two weeks ago. Yeah. And so I brought somebody over to the table and Armand's his face just dropped when I remember that guy I was talking to. Armand said, I've never seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> remember oh, the guy one? that I the one I brought up to the table and, and asked him was he um did he support black businesses and um and I and he kept like going like this and then not like this and I just kept talking like oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah 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 that was great <laughs> that was I wasn't sure if he was mute or if he was confused or if he was like you know maybe all of the above <laughs> somebody had taken him for a walk you know his caretaker had lost him I'm not sure what it but it was great you know he, you actually saw the guy's faces going through different stages of recognition right right I it love was classic <laughs> you guys should you guys should have videotaped it man <laughs> there's a lot of things we should have taped I mean like you know there's the other guy who showed up at the, at the booth that I yeah 
knows what I'm talking about. I mean, okay, we, we, I, I should probably cut this here because it's going to devolve into a bunch of just catty comments. But this guy had great hair. I mean, unusual. Yeah. It, I believe it was his intention to be noticed. <laughs> and if that was his intention, he was succeeding in spades. Yeah. This guy was just, he had a beard. Yeah. He had a chin strap beard that extended to the top of his head. Wow. And so the rest of his head was shaved. Mm -hmm. So the, the beard itself was, was closely cropped into mm -hmm. his chin strap beard, and he just kept going up his head. Wow. <laughs> so if it was me, I, I mean, obviously my, my hair texture can't do that, but he shaved the front to make it even. Right. So ima imagine shaving your head to just match your sideburn right? <laughs> all the way up. It was it was beautiful. It was like it was like. So, so you see how we have our our, our headphones yeah. on, Gilbert. Yeah. His head his head was like a headband. It was like a headphone, but it attached to his full on beard. <laughs> oh, <It> was, that's. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> that is it. You guys should have videotaped it, man. I had, cool. thing, I, had a, I had a camera right there, but I was so I was so awestruck by the majesty. Of the <laughs> and you, you know, he spent a lot of time on, on on grooming it and setting it up just right. You know? He had a comb stuck in it too, right? <laughs> right, right on the comb. side. It, it was perfect, Gilbert. It was it was a sight. Juneteenth in Lamert Park. And for those of you who are that are listening from Lamert Park, that we saw some sights on on that day. It was it, we were just sitting there going, Wow, what wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you were the gentleman, if you're the gentleman who wore that hairstyle that day, I want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> if you're viewing right now, type yeah. in type in our chat and say, "Hey, Armand, I'm the guy." Okay. Or if you know who that is, you know, yeah. drop a line. We I'd love to know. That's just amazing. I guess uh, uh, it, was, it was amazing. So uh, we but were it, there. It was a great event, um, you know? Yeah. What was it like? It yeah, was a lot of people. It was a crowd. Good crowd. You're right. That's good. Right. And so I'm wearing the t-shirt today. So this was the kickoff of the um, the um, uh, Black Business Renaissance a Resource hey, Guide. For we got Amy. We got Amy on the on the line here. Hi, Amy. Thank you for tuning into the Business Zone. Amy is one of my my clients. That's been phenomenal. You know, she's an attorney. She she also has a marketing company, and she's just phenomenal. So welcome to the Business Zone, Amy. Hi, hey, Amy. Amy. Welcome. Glad to have you. <laughs> so we kicked off the uh, um, the joint project between the Los Angeles Urban League and the Recycling Black Dollars, our Black Resource Guide. And mm -hmm. so Armand is our um, he's uh, he's he's creating the app for us or created the app for us. So we're really pleased with it. So since we're talking about it, I'm just going to share it. As soon as I pulled it up, but while I'm pulling it up, Gilbert, what was your week like, man? Oh man, my week was something else. It was. Uh, oh, I'm glad Armand is on here today because he is my saving grace. I I, I had to go to court Ooh. this week to go fight for my app because oh. I, I had a developer who developed it, a so-called developer, who's trying to put his name all over my app and act like he owns it. <laughs> And then he's lying to the court saying that he didn't do that. And the evidence is all there. You know, he's got his company name all over it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, there was a settlement and the judge decided that um, he should 
hand it over and and remove his name and all of that stuff from it. So, so, so that's where you come in, Armand. You know, now you're going to help me to rebuild my app because the judge says just go ahead and rebuild it. The good thing about it, Armand, was you know those codes that they use when they when you create an app. You put those codes on on Google Google Play and on Apple. They, they, they identify the app with a code. Okay. Well, well, fortunately, that code had nothing to do with with my app. So he he put some other code on it. So even if that that code stays there, it won't affect my app. But he knew that all along, and he wouldn't tell me, you know, because that was an easy solution. <laughs> well, well, I mean, this is going to get a bit technical, but you know, we're going to have no problem on the. So if 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 anybody out there is listening and they're looking about doing this process. You know, you're going to have no problem on the on the Google side. You know, it's, it's easy to transfer apps from one developer to another. That, that's not a big deal. Right. Where you're going to have a little bit of an issue is is on the Apple side. Yes. So, okay. So the, for those of you guys out there who don't know, every app that's created is is attached to a developer account. And in the yes. days of developing, one develop, one developer could have hundreds of apps attached to them. Yes. Because that's how it used to be done. It used to be done where a developer would release the onto the store for you. Yes. Okay. Versus having you as the app's owner open your own account. Okay. Which is it's complicated. It has to be maintained. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of app people who hire developers don't want to go through that process. So they just did it that way. Right. Now the resulting problem though is that when people want to move on from their previous developers, the apps are still attached to them. Yes. And you know, in the earlier days of app development, that was normal. In fact, mm -hmm. that that was the way that that everybody did it. Yeah. And it's only re relatively recently that that uh, that Apple itself is requiring every single app to have its own unique developer account. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, so that's the issue we're gonna have to face. Uh, you're gonna have to create a developer account. The problem, though, is that in the past it has been difficult to transfer apps between developers it's been, so we'll 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 work on the we'll work on the details for 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 that there there's ways around it and we'll oh see amy asked a very good question see a amy's attorney mind is going to say why wouldn't this be a work for hire situation and that's exactly what it was a work for hire yeah, i hired him to do some work yes, for me. but amy in the past the reason why it is a work for hire situation but every every app has to be attached to a developer, mm -hmm. and most individuals who hire developers don't have the capacity to maintain their own developer accounts. Mm, I see. Okay? Because there is maintenance in the account. Apple has changes that you have to change in your developer account to keep up with their updates, and developers aren't going to. It's they're not going to do that work for you. Right. And if you, if you want to hire them. To see the problem is that you know it has to be done in every account. So, like for me, I've been in it for a long time. There's I don't even know how many apps are connected to me. Um, my one developer account, I make a change in that one account and it affects a hundred apps. Yeah. Right. But if I was maintaining a hundred different developer accounts, that would eat up my entire day. Yeah. And I mean, I would have to charge significant amounts that those developers wouldn't want to, I mean, that those individual clients wouldn't want to pay for. Right, right. We're talking. We're talking about a lot of small app owners. We're not talking about larger corporations. Yeah, I build apps for colleges, and they have their own developer accounts. They can right. afford. They can afford the maintenance fees, but somebody who's just out there to build a small idea app, 
they yeah. can't afford it. And that's well, the reason why, yeah. The good thing about this is he, he promised a judge in writing that he's going to delete that account, the one that he had for me, which really didn't tie to my specific app, but he tried to make me think it was. So he's going to he's going to delete that account, and you know, and then you know, the judge said, "Okay, go and build the app from scratch." So that's where you come in, Mr. Yeah. Armand. So yeah, so yeah, but give me that heads up. We're going to have to probably have to take a look at how things are now. Yeah, we'll probably have to change the name a bit because even though he deletes the account on his side, yeah. yeah, once once something's taken on Apple side, it's gone forever usually. Yeah, but he had it in he had it in, in Buchanan and Associate, not not Small Biz Pro. You see what I'm saying? So that so that's why it won't affect Small Biz Pro. Yes. Yeah. So let's let's take more, but that's well. Let's 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 take a look at it before we start, because I have to take a look at your yeah. exact situation, see what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But Amy, to answer your question, that's it is a work for hire situation, but when it goes out there onto the store, it has to be attached to a developer. Yes. And most people who hire developers to build for them. They they just what's that? Oh, like, so owning owning the accounts not the big deal. I mean, in fact, I'm I'm helping Crystal set one up right now. You have to if you're a if you're a corporation, you have to have a, a Dun and Bradstreet number. I mean, it's, it's like opening a bank account, but the problem is maintaining it. So every time Apple has updates to their code, you actually have to update your account and your apps to match it. And the problem is that most people don't have. See, that's an ongoing developer, actual developer issue. So most people don't have the skill to do that. And developers aren't, most developers won't do one-offs like that. Um, so for example, on my developer account, when I do updates to it, it affects 50, 60, I, I don't know how many apps I have attached to me right now. It affects them all in one shot. If I had to do them one at a time, oof, it'd be a nightmare. Um, right. That's the reason why most developers won't, won't maintain accounts for other people. Um, so you, most people so, who so actually, it, yeah, I'm sorry, we're, we're getting on a different topic now. <laughs> sorry, Chris. So, and it's kind of interesting because you know, everybody wants to have an app, but there's actually so much more to it. We're going to have to have our mind come on and just talk about the development of an app for your business and the benefits and the pros and the cons of, of doing that. Uh, because you so, know, sometimes it, there's a lot so, involved and, with it. And Amy, was that, was that helpful to you there real quickly, Amy? I, I think, uh, Armand, actually, put some actually, great actually, information actually, out her, there. To answer her direct question, she's asking, can you give a short synopsis about what is involved in owning a developer account? So really, okay, so there's two developer accounts you have to have. Um, one is the, one is a developer account for, for Android, which is the Google Play developer account. The other one is the iOS, the Apple developer account. Yeah. Uh, the Apple developer account requires a yearly fee, and there's yeah. two kinds. There are two kinds. Uh, one is for just standard apps in the app store. The other one is an enterprise style developer account that yeah. lets you develop apps for distribution within your own company. Mm -hmm. And that one's more expensive. Yes. Uh, that, that one's like 400 bucks a year. Right. The other one, the, the standard one's 100 a year. But on top of that, you have to make sure that, I mean, you have to maintain your account with mm -hmm. that, and that. And that takes some technical knowledge. Right. Mm -hmm. And so right. That's, that's the reason why when people hire developers, they usually have them attach the apps of the developers' accounts themselves. And right. you'll notice that you know the number of apps being released now is slowing down because people yeah. are realizing that that it's not as easy to make money from one as people think it is. And yeah. so they release an app and then there's all these fees associated with keeping it alive and it's not making them any money so they're just letting them die. So fewer and fewer people are jumping into that game. So the people who are left are actually larger developers. 
little guys are no longer trying to hop into the market because so many people have hopped in and realized that it's not one of those, if you build it, they will come scenarios. Right, right. You have to be able to afford to market it. Well, maybe what we can do, Crystal, we can do um, next next week on our program, we can have Armand come back if he's available and we can do like a, like like Amy suggests, a consortium on apps, you know. <laughs> It'll be a crushing your apps dream segment. <laughs> how, how it's made, how it's maintained, and what you need to know. <laughs> you really want to know how the sausage is made, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excluding some of the parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to. I mean, like, I'm not sure what my schedule looks like next week, but I mean, yeah. we can do I'll take a look what I have going on. Yeah, that would be yeah, nice. Yeah. And, and Amy, thank you for your questions. These are great questions. They really kind of opened my eyes a little bit, you know, especially the part where you mentioned uh, work for hire, because that's exactly what was in the letter mm -hmm. that my attorney sent to him. So, yeah. So, thank yeah. you so much. For, and I'm sure there's a lot of viewers out there right now who are viewing this and they go, hmm, I never thought about that. So, when I hire someone to do something, uh, this is a uh, work for hire, right? Yes, it is a work yeah, for hire. So you gotta, I, I think you have to make that very, very clear. Yeah, you got to make it real, especially in the digital space. A lot of times, if you don't specify, because a lot of the a lot of these developers will have contracts. I mean, and you more than likely, hopefully, signed a contract when you when you engage this developer for you, right? A lot of developer contracts, and depending on how much you're paying them, this is the thing you have to also understand. Yeah, how much you're paying them, you will dictate how much of what they're building you really own. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, um, he utilized, so we, Gilbert and I have talked about this before and he used a development platform to build that app for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what he really provided you was access to software. Yeah. Okay? So he, he took, it was, it's almost like building a website using WordPress. Yeah. So he used the software to build it out for you. The thing is, is that you don't own any of the code behind your own app because right. he didn't write it. Right? right. And his fee reflects that. Yeah. Okay? If you're not paying 50 grand or more to have something built, you don't own it. Yeah. yeah I guarantee you that much. Okay. Right. If you're not paying, if you're not mortgaging something to have that app built, you don't, <laughs> you don't own that app. Okay. You mean I got to mortgage my firstborn? <laughs> well, okay. So a, a, fr a friend of mine, a friend of mine uh, was, was working with an organization that developed the first Caesars Palace app. Wow. Okay. Seven figures mm. to build out an app for a casino. Just as a, it's just, you know, it's like the app that I developed for uh, for RBD, basically. Yeah, it, it's a it's really it's a guide, right? Yeah. It's an interactive guide, but mm -hmm. Caesars owns the code. It's their app. I mean, everything created for it is is that is for them. They own everything, hundred percent. Yeah, seven figures. Wow. Right, because of you know, of, of course, also because it's Caesars Palace. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's that's just what happens in that area. Like when I first started doing this. I was having, I was looking to have a development platform built for me. Yeah. Right? Just the exploratory portion of it was, was 80,000 just to get started. Wow. Just to get started. 80,000. Just for, just for what Woo. we call, just for what we call, uh, what's it called? It's, um, it's, it's the, it's, um, it's run one. So like there, there's five stages in this development, then this developers, uh, uh, uh to go milestones. I mean, he has five stages, just stage one, 80,000, just to get this, the ball rolling, investigation right. wow. and, and exploratory. Mm -hmm. By the time it was going to be done, it was going to be close. It was going to be a couple hundred thousand dollars to wow. build a platform to rebuild apps. 
Right, so. And then you have to have the content. So like we were kind of blessed and I'm going to uh, share the, the uh, ah, yes. for him. So we were kind of because we already had a resource guide in place with data that was there, but that still didn't mean that there was a lot behind it. And so Armand was able to take that information. I mean, he, this was his, con you know, we kind of talked about in vast detail on exactly what we what we wanted it to do and it's both web-based and and um oh, and, and, and by the way sorry to cut you off and what you're looking at actually is a website this is so we've been talking about apps this mm -hmm. is a website so this this um this platform uh the recycling black so the greater black la black business renaissance it is you know it is it's a um it is a joint project between urban league and recycling and crystals recycling black dollars to help to introduce you know, the public at large to the uh, to the black business community. Yeah. And so this is a interactive directory <clears throat> guide to what's going on in black LA. Yeah. And what we're looking at here, this is the website portion. This is not the app portion. Oh, okay. okay so this yeah. is a website. So, so this is this is a portion where they access it through the website, right? Yeah. And and this is and this is uh and it is what's it called? It's um it's responsive. So it, right. it, it, it orients itself to whatever size screen you're working with, whether you're on a full-size computer screen, whether you're looking at a, a tablet, tablet a smartphone, it orients yeah. itself for that. I like that. I like that. This so, looks nice. This looks nice though. This looks nice. Yeah. So this is, this is a, so if you want to search, if you want to search the businesses by category, you can do yeah. that. Right. And there's the categories. You click mm -hmm. on a category and all the associated businesses pop up. Crystal, new professional services. Let's see what comes up. Ah, did you do what you were supposed to do? <laughs> no. <laughs> wait, wait, what, what, what are we looking at? Uh, we're, we're, we're doing professional services to see if a company like mine will pop up. <laughs> well, you're, you're in there. I, I remember seeing your information. At Small Biz Pro, right? Small Biz Pro so. is in. Actually, yeah. uh, Crystal, Crystal, go, go into services and look for, actually, look for um, business services. Ah. Okay. Business services. Yeah. So if you go to the service, the category section, there's actually a business services category. Yeah. And so now there we go. So these are the subcategories. Business services. There's banking. Then there's banners and signs. Right. You see. It's my name. <laughs> Amy. Well, Amy Crystal. Amy. Crystal. Amy. We need to get you in here, Amy. Oh, wait. Wait. Get business consultants. I think you're in here. I think. I think you're gonna be in here. Oh, let's, business let's, consultants. Let's take a look. Let's keep on looking. Let's keep looking. Oh, I know that there you are. There it is. Small Biz Pro, baby. So go ahead and click on it for details. Yeah, click on details. Let's see what comes up. And it has your name as the principal consultant and your, yep, and you your phone number. You didn't provide any more information on you besides yeah, can that. I Can I put a video in it, Armand? Can you I can. Put you can. In fact, you know, we're... One of our next steps is reaching out to all the all to all the business owners who are in here currently. Yeah. Because at this point in the listing, at this point in the listing, yeah, uh, you're able to like if you want to have connections to your social media presence, we would yeah. have we would have active links to Facebook, to Instagram. If you wanted to have links back to your website, it would be there. If you wanted to have links, let's say you're a restaurant, if you want to yeah. have a link that takes you to to like you know to Grubhub or wherever, you can. Yeah. This this is highly interactive. It's just right. that. Most of the people who are in here right now haven't given us more than just their name and phone number. Yeah, I'm gonna provide you my promo video and all of that. Uh, Amy, oh, so, Amy's Amy. saying, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Amy, <laughs> Amy, you can put your your company in here too. Put a video, a promo video on what you do. Yes, and, and actually, let's let's explain this. You know, yes, um, Crystal, come up to the top so we can show people how to be involved. 
So okay. on the right yeah. side of the screen, there's something that says get involved. This this also holds true in the dig on the, the, the mobile version. Yeah. See, in this way, you can you can become a member by becoming a member. Uh basically, um, hold on, let's see. Yeah, so becoming a member is how you get a free listing. So everybody in the in the business community uh, is entitled to a free listing. Right. Now, a free listing is not a is not a listing that is categorized. So right. if you have like, let's say for yourself, as an example, Gilbert, you're in the business consultant section. We can yeah. find you because I'm looking for a business consultant. Right. Okay. But if you get the free listing, you're in the bill the all businesses from A to Z section. Oh. Because it's free, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But our vision was to have this available to anybody who thinks they're in business. You don't even have to really be in business. If you think you are, you can be in here because right. let's say let's say that you are an aspiring DJ. Uh-huh. Like, and you're telling everybody, I'm a DJ, but you've never even DJed before, right? Like, right, right. Yeah, I'm a DJ, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of those guys in the old days, remember Gilbert when we were young, we'd go out and have oh, yeah, back in the day, print some business cards and <laughs> yes. all this are legit. <laughs> yes. Okay. To be in this, to be in an interactive listing, we're only charging $65. Oh. Because okay. we want all those guys out there who are hustling mm -hmm. to be able to be in here, right? Right. So you can get a free listing for nothing. So if you mm -hmm. click on become a member, there it is. So yeah. become a member, fill this out, and you get yourself a free listing. But you can always, at that point in time, reach out to us and and upgrade yourself yeah. to a to a paid listing for 65, which is great. Oh, oh okay. We're also, we're also allowing people to uh to become affiliates to refer businesses to us. Mm -hmm. And if you refer a business to us that ends up getting a paid listing. You'll be entitled to a percentage of their of their listing fee, and we're still working that exact percentage out because we want to have right. specials that we work with chambers of commerce to be able to help them to 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 enroll their businesses and maybe get some support out of it. Yeah. So we're still working on some of those aspects. That's great. And for those of you who are listening, uh, if you're wondering six to five dollars, how much that will come out to? That's five dollars forty-two cents a month. So you guys want you guys want to jump oh, on this now? So for less than a cup of coffee, you can. Support. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're Sally Struthers. We're Sally Struthers. She's gonna pop out here and exactly. And so, uh, Amy, I put the oh. link in the in the chat so you can click on there and go over to get involved and. Click become a member. Um, so yes, Amy. So the, the URL is RBD Greater LABBR, which stands for Recycling Black Dollars, Greater Los Angeles Black Business Renaissance. It is kind of a mouthful, but um, in our marketing, we use we use QR codes and active links to bring people there. Yeah, right, so that's exactly. really what it's all about. I'm excited so, about this, man. This is oh, great. We, really, we are as well, Gilbert. This has been a long time coming, and and, and the fact that it's both on web based yes. for some of our members and, and, app and, based. and app based and we're still printing the resource guide the printed guide for those that really crystal are. can crystal can you share can you share your phone on this on this platform i don't even know can you I could if I had it. I had all the gidgets and gadgets that you have. <laughs> those, those gadgets and gadgets. <laughs> but, but okay, now, okay. Know, Amy's asking a question about. Okay, so you don't necessarily have to be a black business owner to be in here. I mean, like you know, you can be. We 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 would like you to be, but this is for everybody to experience. Um. So, part of our vision later on is to actually have identified, like you know minority owned or black owned or let's say or or woman owned like how how the how the county well not you know how la city kind of has those categories for business owners exactly so it, it, it's a it's a minority woman owned business of yeah we wanted i have those categories but right yeah 
you Amy, definitely Amy, you qualify. Well, actually, and, and, Amy, you're you're an honorary black business, Amy. <laughs> well, actually, you, you so service she, the black community. <laughs> but she says her partner is African American, so she more than qualifies. Yeah, so definitely, definitely qualifies. and uh, and Amy. also, sorry, sorry, sorry about that, uh, Crystal. But also, Amy, what we're trying to do here, we're trying to recycle the black dollars in the black community. So right. it doesn't it doesn't matter where it's coming from. We're recycling it so all of the black businesses and black affiliates like your business can benefit from that as yeah, well. Exactly. It's all about supporting and the dollars in our community. So if yeah. you're and, and, if bringing, you actually, and bringing, in, bringing in other dollars too. So yeah, and yeah. bringing in other dollars as well. So so the answer to all of that is yes, Amy, you definitely can uh, <laughs> have an ad in the resource guide. So go over there, go become a member. And then we got some other, Armand is going to come back, but we got some fantastic other, uh, he and I have been sitting just working with what we want to go in it. And it's really exciting how it's going to all play out once it's all uploaded my resources are your resources thank you amy. that's what i'm talking about <laughs> amy that, and amy amy has some amazing um products and services you you guys it's amazing you wait until she registers and you see it so it's i amazing. think we should get amy on the show as well uh, yes. not in the chat, but actually in the show so we go gilbert's gonna reach out and send you a link uh amy so we can get we're you gonna on bring show. you on next week amy are you available yeah. next week <laughs> but but yeah so i'm excited Armand did a fantastic job really really pleased and um, so excited. So we dropped it. It was dropped in the Google App Store uh, a week ago or two All weeks right. ago. And, and we're going to be working on getting it in the Apple Store for those. So uh, Crystal, Apple when I, Crystal, when I go to the Google App Store, what do I type? What do I look for? I will have to send you the link because we're still we don't have any traction as of yet. But if we're, <laughs> if we're going to do a search for the app, do we put... Okay, so I mean, businesses or no, uh, you should actually put you should actually put in their black business renaissance. Oh, okay. And um, you have to look for a while. I'll tell you that much because you know we're we're not you know we we have through the marketing efforts we'll start to rank higher, but right now because of the you know right because you know black business is a very popular trending thing right now. Uh, there's a whole ton of apps out there trying to focus on that term. Yeah. So you have to search it for a while, but better yet. Uh, Crystal, do you have the? Uh, I sent you the the link to it. Yeah, I'm getting ready. I'm sending it over to Gilbert now. Yeah. So so uh, yeah. So we'll put the link up there. If you just click on that link, yeah, from your mobile device, you go straight to it. Let right. me see if I can type the the link in here though. I sent it to you, Gilbert, through your okay. um okay your phone, but I'll, I'll, I'll stick it in here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're excited, guys. So we want yeah. you to get excited. This will be a a, a location. Um, and, and we're going to do some fun, exciting things as far as the marketing and and giveaways and and highlighting other businesses and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be fantastic. And this was a commercial that I wasn't even planning on doing. But I know. I know. Wow. <laughs> see, see, that's why we're small businesses. We're flexible. We can pivot on the spot. <laughs> on the spot. Okay, so Amy's on the website. Amy, go ahead and go to the far right where it says get involved. When you go to the get involved drop down, you're going to see a uh, become a member, and oh, that nice. and that will allow you to um, that will allow you to to put in your business details, so we can give so we can put you in the free section, and then you know we'll be reaching out to you uh, to go over the benefits right, of, right. Uh, of being a paid member. 
in right. case that's the route you want to go. Exactly. Oh, we got and, something new, Veronica. Oh, Veronica. <laughs> Veronica said, this is great, fantastic. She loves it. <laughs> Veronica is also one of our regulars. So she logs in every week and she she uh, provides support. She tells a lot of her. Veronica is um, a member of the South Los Angeles Chamber of Commerce. So she brings her group oh, of businesses to. Yeah. <laughs> Veronica, are you the, 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 the woman who referred uh, Cheyenne Robinson to us? I, we were doing entrepreneurship classes at the Urban League on Wednesdays a couple years back. I believe that um, you, you somebody referred Cheyenne Robinson over to us. Is that you, Veronica? I'm not sure if it is or not. It probably is. <laughs> there we go. So Crystal just put up the link that you yeah. can click to go to get to download the app on, okay. on, so uh, on Google Play. Hopefully there's nothing in there. Everything. Oh, so, so Amy, there's no need to, to reference affiliate number uh, because you're coming in straight through Crystal. So actually, those if you want to become an affiliate, any, any business you refer that that uh, that joins up, you'll get credit for. Uh, the next the next choice down and get involved is become an affiliate. When you do that, you'll be assigned a number. So when you refer somebody back to the site, you'll be able to uh, to have that number attached to you, and then uh, you'll be you'll be credited for anybody who joins. You know, this is good that we're doing this live. I like that because now not only are people going to be able to log in and they're getting instructions from you, Armand and and, and Crystal, but this is going to be on on YouTube also, so they can go to YouTube whenever they want and they get the instructions. So this is great. I love it. There you go. Yeah, me too. I, I just got to I just got to go back in and edit in the the uh, the intro because we 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 were not live, but that's no problem. Now. I can make that happen. Today. <laughs> But guys, so fantastic. <laughs> uh -oh. So now we're going to go over to what our topic is today because um, I'm kind of excited. And this kind of came about because I was talking today. So I yes, can't. You can. Yeah. Yes. I was talking to someone today and they were talking about businesses and why our small businesses don't have employees. And, and they were asking me why, why that wasn't a normal occurrence. And I was like, basically there's no cash flow. <laughs> they, they, and then, so she didn't quite understand cash flow. And then Gilbert and I were talking. So today's topic is on being, um, talking about the cash flow of your business. So myself and Gilbert and Armand, we all have businesses, but not only do we have businesses, we work with biz, uh, small businesses. And this is generally an issue for all of them. Um, it, never having enough cash flow and really not even not having enough cash flow, not even understanding cash flow. <laughs> <laughs> so our topic today is uh, turnover is vanity, profit is sanity, and cash flow is reality. That's and what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Say it again, Crystal. Say it again. <laughs> so turnover is vanity. Profit is sanity, sanity, and cash flow is reality. Because of every business, <laughs> cash flow is the blood and the oxygen that actually runs your business. So That's if you right. don't have that going on, 
you got problems. So you mm -hmm. have to really work at making sure that your cash flow. And as Armand was saying, when I spoke to him today, he said, it's not about the money you make. It's about the money you keep. keep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. you, you want to have two doors to your business, two doors, one coming into the business and one going out. The door going out of your business should be the small door, little door, <laughs> you know, like the little doggy door. Yes. And then the one coming in should be a big, Big door. That's the money coming in. The one going out should be a little one. <laughs> and, 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 and cash flow, more specifically, it's about timing. You know. Yes. Yes. You you could have you could have a business that brings in, let's say, five hundred thousand dollars within the span of twelve months, and that business that let's say that there's your gross, and let's say it costs you two fifty to run it. Eh, just these are just numbers, right? Yeah. So so you you mean like you know you're you, you're gonna essentially prior to taxes you're gonna net half of what comes in which is good right right mm -hmm. the problem is the problem is is that if and i've seen this before where where a person's you'll have a consultant whose income might be one single source that pays in one lump sum yeah right and if if you start running i mean let's say you receive like five hundred thousand dollars all at once and you're not going to receive any more payments for the duration of the year right mm -hmm. you just have to make sure that that you know that that the timing of it is right. Mm -hmm. So if if you needed, let's say, to, if you want to take on additional jobs, right, and you're 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 nearing like month ten or month eleven, and your five hundred thousand dollars is diminishing, right? Yeah. And a new a new opportunity pops up that you need some investment for, and you know you're about to have it in two months, but you need it now. That's kind of, that's a cash flow issue, right? Yeah. You just, you just haven't spaced out when the money's like Chris and I were talking about it earlier. Stagger your invoices so that you always have money coming in. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, uh, and that's one, that's yeah, one of the things I teach my clients is that, like, you know, don't have all your invoices coming in at the first of the month. Right. You know, you know, plan them so you have some that go out and they're payable the first of the month, and then some are payable in the middle of the month, and then some are payable at the end of the exactly. month. Exactly. Constant flow of cash going out. Yeah. Uh, what I when I ran across this article that gave me the title for today's show is, you know, t um, so turnover basically, guys, uh, is, is talking about your your sales and your revenue and the income that is coming into your business, right? Because it's coming in, you turn it over, and 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 it goes through and it pays for all your expenses. Yeah. But he's and, and so basically the, the 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 reference they use was is that uh, he calls it vanity. Because it, it, it refers to, um, it refers to, hey, I'm the CEO of a business and I'm turning over a half a million dollars a year, right? Well, that's good. <laughs> but if but if your if your if your expenses are also a half million dollars a year. Then that's not good. <laughs> you right, have right. absolutely yeah. no. <laughs> you have no money in order to. You can't brag about that if you don't have money that you actually can be utilized uh, within your business to take care of your employees, to take care of mm -hmm. your your rent or your mortgage or any of the expenses or your production runs. Then you got a problem. Yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, yeah. So, like, Chris was talking about, how it's a vanity. It's a vanity metric. So of course, yeah. like my business is like a lot of it's involved in the digital space. So there's a lot of metrics that we that we track, right? right? There's tons. I mean, like literally, we we can we can position somebody 
so they look like a superstar no matter what, right? Yeah. But based on the metrics we use, right? Yeah. But in reality, so for example, um, in the classes that Chris and I were teaching at the Urban League before, which we were looking to start up again, you know, it, it is it is a it is making money in the digital space based on traffic, right? Yeah. So tra there's many ways to make money from traffic, but the biggest way to make money from traffic is through advertising. Yeah. So a, a big a big vanity metric that people have is a number of followers they have on Instagram. Yeah. A number of followers, huge vanity metric. Okay. Um, when it comes to making money online, the biggest being ad revenue from a website, Instagram Instagram's function should be a should be a funnel back to your site. It should yeah. take those people that you have attracted to Instagram and send them somewhere where you can make real money from them. Yeah. Right? So but so when people talk about their Instagram metrics, it's like, okay, I've got a million followers. Yeah. Okay. Which is great, but it doesn't mean you're making any money from them. Yeah. What you should be really tracking is how many people you're having click through to your site. How many people mm -hmm. can I take from Instagram and bring that's the metric that counts. Right. And so a lot of times what you do to amass followers is different than the strategies you use to move them. So right. yeah, so vanity metrics is just you know, they'll kill you. Yeah. Right. And, and the same thing happens to people who are using, uh, you know, I got all these, you know, not just the followers, their email list. I got a big, huge email list. But if every time you send that email list, if you're not converting right. that email into yeah. a funnel and funnel it through to a conversion where they're actually supporting and taking and, and, and purchasing your product or your service, you just got a list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 called customer acquisition. If you can take those the customers on that list and you convert them to a sale, that's an acquisition. You're acquiring those customers. Now they're paying you. That's what you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Just you have to watch out for those vanity metrics that don't really mean anything. They just make you feel good. Yeah. Ooh. Right. Exactly. And then from an accounting standpoint, when we look at profit, you know, when, when I have a client that and, and we're running a profit and a loss statement for them. So it's the profit, the gross profit comes in, they subtract their their oper their their cost of goods or cost of services, and then they subtract their operating expenses. So now at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily show the daily cash flow. It's just showing you a net profit and because i have a client that always says when i run the the profit and loss he goes well it says i have more money than i have in the bank account it's like because when we ran the profit and loss your mortgage hadn't cleared yet <laughs> he went, i love it, oh. I love it's like, well, because he happens he's very good at cash flow right class yeah. flowing and yeah. so the bank account is reflecting I mean, the profit and loss statement is reflecting all of the cash that's come in, all of the expenses, but not taking in, in account of when they were actually uh, coming through the bank, when the transaction actually came through the bank. So at the end of the day, your bank account is going to be not reflective of your P&L, but your mm -hmm. cash flow statement is going to be a reflection of actual reality of the cash moving through the business. You know, and Crystal and Gilbert, another funny thing about cash flow, a lot of times, you know, you, you wonder, like some, some business owners wonder why other people have cash flow issues, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I wonder that a lot. Like, how, how can people have cash flow issues? 
right? And I work with people who have cash flow issues, right? But the reality is that, you know, I, I look at my business. So my business and myself are very, they're, they're tied together. Yeah, right? Because yeah. unfortunately at this point in time, the business that I run, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's directly tied to me, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it is, you know, I am what sells my business. Yes. Okay. Which is mm -hmm. good and good in some ways, bad in a lot. Right. Yeah. I'd rather run a business that didn't require my personality to run it. Right. Yeah. Because it's cookie cutter. It's, it is copyable. But the reason why I bring that up is that, you know, if you, if you always have a reserve large enough to cover anything that possibly pop up, cash yeah. flow is not a problem. Right. 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 That's right? true. You can, you can have, you can have a cash flow uh, slip up. Mm -hmm. so if you have a significant reserve, who yeah, cares? that's where the lines of credit comes in. I keep telling my small businesses, you gotta have a line of credit. But at the same yeah. time, though, I mean, like you know, okay, so I would I would advise people to have it in all ways, right? So the problem with lines of credit is that some people become reliant; they don't build up their own reserves. Yeah, right? they need to understand it. Yeah, yeah. See, the thing is, a line of credit can go away. I mean, like circumstances can turn into a dime and that line of credit that like the half million dollars that you have available right. might not be there. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm, I mean, I like to be conservative about a lot of things, right? right. Have proper credit lines running that you can access anytime you need yes. to expand at the same time, have significant actual cash reserves. Exactly. Right. That's so just in case. Yes. Right? Yes. And, just I, in case, and in the beginning of business, you get there, by tightening down on all expense on, on all unnecessary expenses. Right. You know, so when you start up a business, yes, you 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 treat that business like you know, like it's not going to be profitable for X number of years, so that mm -hmm. you don't you mean like you curtail your personal spending. Yes. Right. So a lot of business owners run out there and they think like like we were talking earlier, like guys who are hustling, yeah. guys who like you know, like you know, young guys going out there and purchasing cards for businesses that don't exist yet. Yeah, right? exactly. Those exactly. same guys will start buying cards. I mean, like it's that scenario of faking it till you make it, right? Yeah. So they end up trying to present a certain outward appearance, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a mistake in a lot of businesses because right. that ends up impacting your cash flow. Right. Like and, have and and that's why by putting it in such a simple way, having two doors to your business is great. You got the big door with its income coming in at all times. That means your income should be more than the expense is going out. And then the small door is the expense door. That's a tiny door. That means you've got less going out than you got coming in. So if, if we look oh, at it that way, that would be great. So Amy's got a question. The challenge for small businesses, owners that leverage your personal assets in order to infuse capital into the business, thus their credit rating is lowered and you can't get traditional financing. Yeah, um, see, so a lot of times, I mean, my personal look, my, my outlook on that is that Okay, so um, think of it like a movie producer, right? Mm -hmm. What's one thing you never use when producing a movie? And that one thing you never use in your own money. Yeah, okay? you never use always, your own money. You always try to find a way to use other, you know, like, you know, it's, I guess it's a matter of, it's a matter of access to information mm -hmm. and giving yourself time to plan it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you have access to the proper information and you have time to plan it out, you can avoid having to leverage your personal assets. Well, I think what you said earlier, though, Armand, is very good because with the business, you're going to have a line of credit as, 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 as leverage, but at the same time, you also want to have a cash reserve within the business itself so that 
if you need to access your cash reserve, you can do that. You don't need to, but you can if you want. And if you need additional cash, then that's when you do the line of credit. You access the line of credit. Yeah. So and, I, and I, I like that. And I, and I think that's a very strategic planning process, right? So I have a, uh, several clients. And, and so once I taught one of my clients how to do her own books, yeah. she was able to see how the, how her expenses were actually coming in. When I see it, it wasn't personal, right? So I couldn't go back and say, okay, maybe you need this or maybe you don't need this because I'm not running your business. When yeah. she was doing her own book, she's like, I don't need this. So then yeah. she went and canceled that expense. So yeah. she kept doing that until now all of that money that was going out, it's like our mindset, running that lean business, all of that yeah. money was going out for stuff she didn't use or right. she had used it for clients in the past and she yeah. no longer had that client, but she's still paying that monthly fee for it. Yeah. She got yeah. rid of all that. She right. started to create her cash reserves. reserves right. So she had a, a cash reserve over six months. Yeah. And then she started, she's like, okay, I got the cash reserve. So now I'm going to eliminate all my debt. So she eliminated yeah. all of her debt because she still had money left over yeah. because she had gotten rid of a lot of stuff, right? A lot yeah. of unnecessary yeah. uh, uh, expenses that operating expenses that really had no, she didn't need. And right. now, so now we got her debt down. We got her cash reserve. Now we're working on her retirement. Uh, her so she took these chunks. It, it took a couple of years for this yeah. to take place, but yeah. in that she made some real big headways. And so I think the other point to this is, is, and this is the thing I talk to business owners about all the time: having an accounting system and ha having your accounts kept current, and right. preferably you learning how to do it first before you farm it out to someone else so that mm -hmm. you completely understand how the money is flowing in and flowing out of your business. Cause you can see it when you're actually managing your account, your, your accounting every month, your bookkeeping, right? You can see like, Oh dang, I'm fighting to get money for payroll during the middle of the month. But if I then, well, maybe if I switch my, as, as Amy says, ABI, ABI always be invoicing. <laughs> the invoicing, right. <laughs> it's about the invoicing. Then she, and this is exactly the same thing. So when we actually got to a place in her business where she wanted to hire employees, she now has four employees. So she's operating at her optimum plus being able to produce more to bring in more revenue because all of the parts and the pieces to the puzzle are in place. Yeah. You know? and actually, that's the thing. Parts and pieces of the puzzle. I mean, like before a person should start in a business, they have to do, I mean, like think about it this way. You want to go into business, right? You have an idea. You have right. a business idea, right? Okay. Now in your head, you're looking how to use your own money to fund it, right? You yeah. need to look at your own business as an investor would look at your business. Yeah. Right. Um, they just, I mean, an investor won't give you the money unless they can review a comprehensive business plan and marketing plan and look at it and determine if this is a real chance of making it, right? I mean, it has to be, you have to document this when asking for somebody else's money. You should be able to document it to yourself when asking for your own money from yourself, right? Mm -hmm. If you, and that, that's the thing though, some people want to just get out there and do it, which I can understand, right? But you know, there's a risk. I mean, we all throw that number around for decades. Ninety-five percent of businesses will fail within the first five years. And I actually saw the, I actually saw the numbers that that comes from. Okay, and it's true. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Knowing that, knowing that you have a 5% success rate. Okay. If you're going to really invest your own money or your own assets into your business, you you're going in knowing that the odds are stacked against you and you have to really, really be confident in what you are doing. If what yeah. you are proposing to do can't pass an investor's an investor scrutiny, it shouldn't pass yours. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I, I'm gonna have to incorporate that. Amy said that uh, she it's been it, it, when she talked about the the personal leveraging of your assets it's issue she's raised with Washington D.C. with the state and federal representatives, and also um, she felt that lenders and the SBA should have an educational component before they hand out loans to business owners. And I totally and, agree. I totally they, agree. They, they definently should. Now you know every on on Wednesday, on Thursdays when I do the community briefing of Pacific Coast Regional Center, they do have an, a very extensive um, um, uh, educational process, especially right now for the forgiveness yeah. of the um, of the, uh, the PPP, uh, loan. PPP loans. Yeah. And so you're absolutely right. But the more educated you are in this whole process, uh, it, you know, you save yourself time and energy and money. And you definitely do need systems and processes in, in, in your business. But as we all, all three of us being coaches and consultants perform business owners, we know that's the last thing they want to hear about is putting systems and and processes in place. They yeah. just want to do business. They don't want. Yeah, to yeah. I mean, yeah. but, but, but and, and there and there's the biggest problem with most small business owners is that yeah. they don't know anything about being okay. So let's let's use an example of cakes. Yeah, you know, somebody can somebody could be an excellent baker and and cake decorator. They can make the best cakes in the world. They're in the business of making cakes, not selling them. So like you know. Right. That's the problem is that they're highly skilled in what they do, yeah. but not in the business of what they do. Right, right, right. And that's and, so true. And there's and there and that and that brings up the problem. See, so most people going in for a small business loan, they feel I mean like they're impatient to start. They feel okay, I'm great at tailoring suits. I'm great right. at making whatever. They're, they 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 look at their products and their services and to them their products and services are like Tupperware. You're right. Yeah, one of those things where it sells itself, you know. That's and, and, they, and the lender should see that, right? Yeah, yeah that's how they feel. <laughs> and the issue, the problem with most lenders, a lot of these loans are giving out are not based on the businesses that they're loaning to. They're based on the financials of the individuals. Right. And, and, yeah. and the, ri the risk factor is out there, too. Yeah. So they're looking at and looking at, okay, so this person, that they're looking at the DTI. I mean, they're looking at these different ratios, and this person qualifies, right? Yeah. Based yeah. on that. They're not... These loans aren't made based on, on how good the business itself is. It's yeah. right. the credit worthiness of the borrower. Right. And so right. And, and a lot of people, when they get loans, so and so let's say that they do go somewhere where the loan is based on the on the feasibility of the business. They mm -hmm. get denied, right? Yeah. So now what they do, they go mortgage their home. Yeah. They have yeah. a home to mortgage. They go yeah, and they right. get a second mortgage because that's not based on the business. That's based on their own credit worthiness and yeah. and the and the loan to value based on their property. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they can. So, OK, I got denied for business loan because my business, they don't think that I'm good enough to run a business, but I can just go ahead and get a second mortgage. And yeah. they do that. And be, and actually, they should have thought about that. Yeah. They didn't know anything about running a right. business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's it. Right. Exactly. That's required, so the right? education. Yeah. yeah. So the there education, should education. There should be education. Yes. Yeah. yeah so and everyone. And you know the thing yeah, that, is there that, is education. I mean, a lot of people like us do run seminars and workshops that, are, that could possibly be free.
Yeah. But most business owners are too impatient to sit around because the stuff that we focus on is boring to them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're talking about cash flow today. Okay. Today yeah. we're talking about cash flow. How right. many people are excited to jump into cash flow? Not many. Okay. <laughs> Not many. Not, like, and even us, when we talk about when we talk about cash flow, we're making fun of those people who screwed up, right? I mean, yeah. like cash flow is not exciting right. that's the problem and same thing when i talk about accounting now for me and you're right okay. Amy, it's a vicious cycle so but <laughs> circle but for me the cash the the management of my money is exciting because when i see my bank account growing and and i see that i don't have to stress if i'm paying for all my expenses, that is exciting to me, right? So <laughs> I find that super exciting watching the movement of my money. Right, right, right. But I, and so I've never quite, so I'll go to a, uh, one of my clients says, how do you, you make bookkeeping fun. It is fun. It's your money. <laughs> well, he who knows how to count his own money gets to keep it. And you understand that. See, other people who don't understand that scenario, they're always going to lose money. And like Amy said, it's a vicious cycle. And yes, it is. Because right. you, you got to have that 360 degree approach to, to running the business, managing the business, generating the money, and keeping the money. Yeah, if, if, if you don't, can't keep that money, guess who is going to come take it from you? Yeah. It's going to be you know, that, you know, that, that vicious yeah. cycle, the vicious circle, I mean, like, you know, it, it is, it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of the fault lies in many places, but one of it, one of the areas of fault is the attitude of the people trying to get, you know, they're, they're too impatient to start. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's what, what, what's that? What's that? Uh, that 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 other saying? What measure twice, cut once? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Nobody's like, even measuring. They they like, a good <laughs> a good contractor measures twice and cut once. once. I mean, most people they're just saying people want these cakes. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was training a client lot two weeks ago on Quick on Wave, the accounting app that I teach on. I, she was so excited that when I got to him, we had to have, we had our first meeting and she was like, oh, this is fun. Oh my God, this is so much fun. I can't wait to start invoicing. So I scheduled uh, a follow-up the week, the next week and told her to put in whatever her bills and because we were bringing it current uh, from January to, to, to June. And so she could, when she came on, she goes, you will not believe this. I said, what? She goes, I had so much fun doing that. I invoiced a client that I hadn't even done business with yet. <laughs> I love it. There's some excitement. There's excitement. That's excitement. That means you did a good job, Crystal. You did a good job. So yeah. I, I, I wanted to put something out there for all of the our audience listening out there and viewing us right now. I want to put something out there, right? You might be listening to us right now, and it sounds like we're coming from the standpoint of the owner, the business owner, or the borrower. And yes, we are coming from that standpoint because the lenders are the ones who they make, they put up all these barriers, they make it difficult for us, for small businesses, to obtain the funds that we're seeking. There, there are certain measures that we need to um, reach in order to get to that. So therefore, we got to understand how the game is played so we can win the game. And that's why we're coming from this side to you, because we're trying to get you to learn how the game is played so you can win. 
That's really what this is. So please don't feel like we're beating you up, okay? We're not beating right. you up. Yeah. We're just trying to prepare you to deal with the other side, which is right. the language. Yeah, and, and you have to understand why they're like that. I mean, like, hey, let's talk about homework. Like, the most common form of loan that people be will understand that they run across it every day is either mortgages or uh, or vehicle loans. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the banks are in the business. They're not in the business of owning properties or vehicles. They they, they, they don't want to repo your car. Right. Okay. They don't want to repo your house. They, yeah. want, right. they want to give money to someone who will not default on their home payments. That's their right. goal. Right. If they make exactly. money from either the collection of interest or by selling off your loan to somebody else. Yes. And reloaning the money out again. Yes. Right? That's the reason why there's all those those hurdles in place. They're mm -hmm. not hurdles. They're just they're just their checks and balances to make sure that the loans that they're making are sellable. Right. Okay. That's why your credit has to be a certain level because whoever's going to buy it needs to know this person can pay. Yeah. Right? So why can't I get a loan? My my credit level is under a certain number. Right. That's because they can't insure it. They can't sell it. Yeah. So, so those lenders who are lending out money to low credit borrowers, mm -hmm. a lot of them can't sell those loans or stuck with them. Yeah. Okay. They can never sell them off. So the money they've loaned to you is stuck there with you and they're just making money off interest. That's why their interest rates are higher because they can't yeah. sell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, like, that's why credit's important. Yeah. Uh, my, I want to borrow more than 80% of what my house is worth. That's risky because if the house value drops or under yeah. walk away, yeah. See, they're in business too. Mm -hmm. So you're borrowing money for your business, but they're in the business of lending money. They got to make sure that you are a safe bet. Right. Got to understand that they're in business just like you. And that's why so they're not holding you back. They're, they're yeah. just, they just, they just aren't going to bet on something that's iffy. And that's why as business owners and borrowers, we need to portray that we do understand where yes. they're coming from. Is what yeah, I mean. Well, understand where they're coming from and present them with something that they would like. Yes. Knowing yes. what to show them. It's like, okay, like if you walk in, you buy, you're buying a house. Okay. Yes. If you've got 50% down, you've got a 750 credit score, right? Yes. And you've got a cash reserve that can cover six months of your mortgage payment. Yeah. You are a safe bet. Mm -hmm. The chances of you defaulting are slim to none. Yeah. And even if you do, because of this, because you're putting fifty percent down, if they're stuck with your property, they can turn around and right. pump it fast and get all their money back. Right. Plus so that reserve. They, plus that six months reserve is like a little buffer. So yeah, because it shows. Even, yeah, if, if you they, lose your job, you can still pay. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So I mean that. So that's their business. Okay. Yeah. So you. So so if you are in business presenting your you're presenting your business to an investor or to somebody to loan you money. Somehow you're yeah. getting somebody else's money for your business. Yeah. You got to know what they want to see to make it look safe. Right. right? Yeah, and, exactly. and it gives you a chance to look at your own business. Yeah. Is this is what I, is what I'm planning to do safe. Is it a good idea? I mean, like, you know, it you look at it and you say, okay, um, if my business defaulted tomorrow, it has, it has zero value. It's, there's no assets. Yeah. Right. right? So if, if it's if it's a business based entirely on intellectual property or based entirely off of a digital property, it has nothing physically involved, the bank gets nothing if they default on you if you default on your loan. Exactly. That's unsafe, number one. So there's no there's no collateral holding that loan down. Yeah. Um, how does the cash flow itself look? Mm -hmm. Right. There are other times where because of cash flow, I could default on loan payments. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. If yeah. Even if you're even if you are highly profitable, if months go by where you can't make your loan payment, the bank's not going to give you money. Right. Even right. if you know you can catch up at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. If yeah. they actually look at your projections and they see that, 
Yeah. <laughs> denied, right? And, and, I can and, pay you every year. And yeah. now, now they have a thing where they go and check your credit report without you even giving them permission to do it. Oh, because, <laughs> because, what, because what they do is when they look at your credit report, they see the performance. They see, did you owe company A, vendor B, vendor C? And if you owe three or four of them in succession, they're going, oh, there's some trouble going on here. Maybe yeah. I need to pull back my line of credit or pull back on, on the loan flexibility that I have with this yeah. client. Yeah. yeah, But yeah, but you, 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 just have to, you just have to know that they're in business too. So you have to show them. And you know, and that's the thing that, I mean, that, that should be your wake up call about what it is that you plan on doing for yourself. I mean, like not every business idea should become reality. Right. That's the thing. Because yeah. right. yes, 95% of businesses will fail. Okay, there's no yeah. getting around that. Yeah, and we're and we're not and the three of us and any consultant, any consultant that tells you that that can show you how to beat the odds yeah. is lying their asses off. That's odds true. Odds. <laughs> okay, I'm we're here to make you aware of those odds. Yeah, and to really take a hard look at what you want to do to make yeah. sure. Okay, how you know can it and said and, and this is a funny thing that we that we that we say in our class all the time. If nine out of ten fail, let's let's call it nine out of ten. If nine out of ten fail. What is the way to produce at least one successful business? Mm. Knowing that, if knowing that nine out of ten businesses that you start fail, what's the what's the ironclad based on the odds way of producing one that works? Right. <laughs> the way that produce one that works is to open up ten. Because mm -hmm. nine of them will fail, one of them will work. There you yeah. go. Now that makes sense. Yeah. Nine that's, one. That's, that's that's how you scalability, right? Or or you could do you cannot do what the other nine did to fail. No, no, no. That, that's the thing, Gilbert. That, that's that's a trap. No matter how good your idea is, you can like oh, that, that's telling them you can beat the odds. See, right. anything can kill you, right? right? It could be economic circumstances, right? People with great ideas. Awesome financial backing, a perfect business, right? Mm -hmm. 2020 killed them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, all sorts of things can happen. I mean, just because you're looking, and of course, yeah, looking at other people's mistakes helps you, right? Mm -hmm. But you can never say, okay, this is going to guarantee it. The yeah. guarantee is opening up a bunch of viable. So get a whole bunch of business ideas, get the yeah. viable ones together yeah. and open a bunch. Yeah. Right? yeah. Now people are going to say, I don't have the capital for that. Yeah, and they don't. Most people don't. If you're trying to open up, like you know, if you're trying to open up a bunch of like uh, small batch liquor brands, maybe you don't have that kind of capital. But that's where we are. Our classes, the digital world, lets you do that. And that's where I make a transition real quickly, folks. But all of you are tuning in. We are really, really are excited to have you on today. You got three powerhouses on the show today. You got Mr. Armand Santos, the guru here. You've got. Crystal Mitchell, my co-host and superstar, she does whatever you need to do, accounting, bookkeeping. She can make those things uh, palatable to lenders for you. <laughs> and of course, you got me, the small business paramedic, Gilbert Buchanan. I help you to get your back office going, help you with your certifications and all that good stuff. Our topic today is turnover is vanity. And Crystal, what's the other one? Profit is sanity and cash flow is reality. And cash flow <laughs> is reality. So, so that's what we're talking about today. We hope you guys have learned a lot. So, and, and yeah, it's not, you know, it's not 
a sexy subject. It is, but it's not. <laughs> I find money very sexy, but, but you do have to maintain it. You have to manage it. You have to understand it. You have to understand how money works and how it can work for you. So what Armand was basically telling you is look at how the strategies that you can use that you're not working for the money. The money is working for you That's right. and you can keep it in flow, right? So That's right. Um, and, 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 and that's how we have to start looking at it and not that I'm working for to make whatever I'm making at the end of the year is really what can it do for you, right? How, yeah. how can you take that money and continue to grow your, yeah. your grow that money in right. a space um, uh, using all the vehicles and the, and the, that are out there for you, but you just can't jump into things willy nilly. I was talking, yeah. this is kind of <laughs> all, all willy nilly, right? I was talking <laughs> to someone this morning and they were talking about the cryptocurrency and she's like, well, Crystal, have you gotten into the cryptocurrency? And I said, you know, I guess it's my analytical accounting part of brain, part of my brain. One, I can't see what is backed up against. So yeah. and I understand that American dollars are not backed up against anything, but I can see it in my bank account. Yeah. I also know that someone can't just hack into my wallet and take all my money. I can see that. <laughs> it's way too volatile. It's not the stock market. I understand the stock market because I've done accounting for public companies. So I understand what goes into keeping, making sure you are public and that you don't go to jail. I understand. What and it's not FDIC protected, right? Right. right and, I, and I understand, yeah, no. And I understand the SEC coming in to shut you down. I get that part. <laughs> that makes me feel safe. I don't understand that with cryptocurrency right at the present moment. And so, no, I am not investing my money over there because all I see is it just keeps it just keeps dropping. It goes up and then it comes down and yeah. it goes it can go down just by Elon Musk saying I'm moving where else. So yeah. no, that's way too much volatility for me. For me, I have to understand how the money comes in, yeah. how the money goes out. How yeah. do you manage that money and how do you use that money? And what type of protections are in place? What type yeah, of what protections? Kind of protections are Is it place? FDIC protected or insured? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's the thing about crypto though. I mean, like I'm not I'm not a fan of crypto. I mean, don't get me wrong, Gates. I'm not I'm not I'm not an advocate for it. Yeah, but I do understand how it does work. Yeah. Um okay. and the thing about cryptocurrency, it's 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 not for everybody. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cryptocurrency are for aggressive investors who are looking for short-term gains. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have to understand how crypto works if you want to invest in it. Okay. Cryptocurrency, yeah. it's one of those things where it, it it's an it's an actively traded commodity. Mm -hmm. So to me, so see now there's a and here's the problem with cryptocurrency. A lot of people going into it don't understand getting out of it. Yeah. Okay. And you should get I mean, like if you are in it for the, it, to me, cryptocurrency is a short-term get in, get out constantly type of. Yeah. Property. Okay. Mm, it's okay. like penny stocks, right? You're looking like, and like Crystal says, it could have a precipitous drop and then crazy rise, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In a precipitous drop buy. I mean, like yeah. if, if you know, if you know the history behind the coin, right? And there's multiple types of, of that. Yeah. Right? And this is getting off of the whole cash flow thing. But, <laughs> but if you understand the history of the coin that you're trading, you see a precipitous drop. You mean, and, and the other thing about cryptocurrency, just like most uh, most day trading type product, mm -hmm. I really and, and of course I this is not my business, and I'm what I'm saying in my own opinion, it's not it's not advice right. to you guys as an investor. But 
I it's 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 something that I would do with fun money. Everything I put into it, I'm willing to lose. Yeah, like gambling, like going to Vegas. It is gambling. When I invest it, I consider it gone. Like you know, so if I see a 50% drop in, let's say, Bitcoin right now, or let's use the other one, Dogecoin. So if I see the precipitous drop in it, okay, let's buy some, right? And once I bought it, I consider it lost. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And and when you're playing with money like that, that you don't need, yeah, you can afford to wait until it rebounds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you put in, let's say you put in ten thousand dollars when it has a huge drop, and then you wait for a rebound. Let's and then, but also at the same time, don't be greedy about it, right? Yeah. Let's say it rebounds. Let's say you can get twenty five percent back on your money. Sell it. Yeah. You got it back. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And the way it's nice drop. That to me, that's what crypto is. That's what yeah. it's for. Some yeah. people who are in it are in it for the technology of it. They they feel that it's something revolutionary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They feel that that I mean, like, and they're 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 investing money because it's disruptive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. the reason why they're doing it. Not not finesse the profit. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna lose because they've invested. They've invested money in it, x number of years ago, and they're riding the ups and downs. And it's made if it's money they can lose, they're gonna be okay. Yeah. The problem mm-hmm. is something like that. Any investment, you mm-hmm. put money into it. If you need that money, if you abs like so let's say you have an absolute need for it, you can't and touch it's, it. And it's down, and yeah. you have to touch it. Can't touch it. You're gonna lose yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I guess we can tie that back into cash flow in in the sense, uh, mm. um, Armand, that if you can't, just like you said, if you can't afford to lose money in your business, then you not tra- tracking it and having processes and systems, then you're gambling, right? Yeah. If you just in there because of your your desire to make cakes and bake cakes, right calling yourself a business and yeah. all of the trappings that go along with business taxes and yeah. uh, tax liabilities and payroll and all that sort of stuff. Now you're just working with really without you, you have no net, right? Yeah. So it's the same concept, right? Yeah, and cash flow comes into play in this way, right? You know, you've invested, let's say you've invested $10,000 into Bitcoin, right? You've bought right. $10,000 of Bitcoin. You are having a cash flow problem. Okay, and so cash flow impacts that is if all of a sudden you need that ten thousand and you can't yeah. get something else. You, yeah, see, and you absolutely need that ten thousand. Yeah, so I'm not yeah. saying you need ten thousand. You need that ten thousand, right? Yeah, you got no other money. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you need to liquidate at a time when value is still down. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a cash flow problem. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. if you could afford to leave it there, you could wait until it grows up, and you would because. In, in anything where you're buying shares or you're buying like, you know, Bitcoin, you're buying shares, you haven't lost anything until you've sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's down $20,000, but you still own the same amount of coin or the same amount of shares. Right. You right. haven't lost anything until you sold it. Now you've lost if you sold right. it. Right. 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 If you're willing to wait long enough for it to rebound, you can sell at that point. And that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all about not needing it. So that's cash flow. I mean, like, you know, if you're forced to liquidate today, you have a cash flow problem. Yeah, now, Crystal, right, exactly. you- Crystal, I, I know we're probably running short on time, but this is so interesting. I'm loving this. I'm sure our listeners and viewers are loving it too. But Crystal, you and I talked a little bit earlier about having having a certain number of employees and knowing how much money you need in your cash flow budget to sustain those employees and how much you need to generate from sales to sustain those employees and also increase your your profit margin. So you want to talk, you want to speak to that a little bit? 
And I think in all aspects, it always comes back to having some projections and forecasts on on what you want to make for that year so that it can make sure it's there to take care of all of your expenses. So that would be your employees, your all of your operating expenses, which right. is included in that. So again, uh, this is some willy nilly projectioning. Folks don't do that either, man. They don't they don't go, OK, it's January. Uh, so let me think, let me actually December, let me think what I want to do in, in the next year and let me say, okay, I'm going to put out my magical number, but how do I get to that magical number yeah, and making yeah. sure you can back, go back through. I, and, and, and some people think, well, if I run out of money, I'll run, I'll go get a loan. Well, it's not yeah. that simple. No, no, that's no. what Amy was saying. And that right. shouldn't be why you go for a loan anyway. A loan right, is right. not to shore up the dam alone is to help you grow to increase right. revenue, right? Or and, to be and, able to grow the business. And that's why the, the line, go ahead, Crystal. Th yeah, that's why the line of credit. Now that could be yeah. there to bridge the gap for the working yeah. capital. Because once you, get a yeah, once you get a loan, <laughs> the loan is going to take out so much of your capital, your existing capital, because you got to make that payment every month. But if you have a line of credit, you only pay back on what you use. You get yeah. a line of credit for one fifty, you only use ten thousand dollars of that. You're only paying on ten thousand dollars. You don't have to pay on the whole one fifty. While alone, you have to pay on the whole one fifty, and that's money going out is just being sucked out of your business right. every but month. Banks, right? But banks don't just throw out lines of credit; they want you to get the loan because that's exactly. how they make money, right? And, and <laughs> yeah. that's why that's why we want these small businesses to understand their back office, their infrastructure, understand. Right how money comes into the business and how it goes out and how it gets sustained in the business to grow the business. Uh, you were talking earlier about projections. A lot of people make projections and think that they will come through because they make the projections. Doesn't work that way. When you're making projections, you gotta put systems in place that's realistic and can generate those revenues to tie to, uh, to support mm -hmm. those projections. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Oh, those are things that we need to uh, talk with the small businesses and get them to understand as well. Yeah. And there's one thing that, you know, when somebody makes most people's projections, see a lot of business, there's many reasons businesses fail. I've yeah. seen a ton of businesses. Oh, fail. yeah. <laughs> I mean, tons of different reasons. But one of the most common ones besides, besides you know, lack of capital, and lack yeah. of capital is a big one. They, yeah. un they, they, uh, they, they underestimate how much they're going to need yeah. to keep yeah. going, right? Yeah. But the biggest thing is this, is that they don't ever budget for proper marketing. Mm -hmm. oh, everybody never, everybody ever. believes that to, like, you know, to, to like, you know, uh, what, what's the proper, I don't know what the proper phrase is, but no, they, they have an over, they have a, Overabundance of belief in what they're doing. Yeah. It's like, okay. It, 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 it's, they either, make it and they will come. Just because yeah, it's, it's either, it's you because they, they know you know. in business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> all, we, have a, we, have a, we, have a, we have a message coming in from Amy now. A lot yeah, of this is actually true. Of I, 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 loans. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that we've had a number of bankers on the community briefing, and a lot of banks and credit unions have suspended their line of credits and business loan products, in addition to yeah. home loans during this pandemic. So Chase is one of them. Many yeah. of them. And actually, are and I and in my previous career, when way when I was younger, I worked as a VP of a wholesale bank. Yeah. And um, there is, I mean, like, and I can understand why they would suspend these things. I mean, you can argue back and forth that you know, without without these products. You're crippling small business, right? Yeah. But 
the problem is, is that a lot of these lenders are, that's their business. They're, they're in the business of lending money. And if they can't, if they can't, if the risk is too high, they, they cannot, they, they themselves will go out. I mean, like, it's one of those chicken and egg things. Do I, yeah. want, do I want to bolster the economy by being aggressive in my lending, but risk my business? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or do I want to just pull back because I'm Chase, I'm a, I'm a bank. I can, I can ride it through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's and I the think thing the line of credit is the first time, even during the recession in 2007, uh, the line of credits got pulled so fast. I mean, you know, people who had large lines of credit, all of a sudden they pulled them back and now their, their credit scores dr uh, took a, a major yeah. dive. Yeah. So that's the first thing they pull back mm -hmm. is doing a pandemically or, or something of that nature. Yeah. Uh, they, they just don't make it. But Amy, yeah. you are right. The marketing budget is the marketing expense now I, now armand i've heard it should be somewhere between 15 to maybe 30 percent of your it, revenue it, base it, it depends on the kind of product you're in but yeah. just to give you a frame of reference okay um the film industry yeah okay mm -hmm. the marketing budget for a movie for okay the marketing budget for a movie that's going to be in wide release so we're not mm -hmm. talking about the netflix model anymore we're talking yeah. about the traditional model yeah. the marketing budget for movie in wide release worldwide is equal to the budget to produce it wow ah, wow so that's wow. Almost, that's one so that's, so that's like a break even then <laughs> yeah i mean so so you, when when you talk about so that's why when a movie costs 50 million to make and it comes back at 75 and they talk about it being a flop that's because yeah. of Cooper's marketing budget. Right, right. Because out out of that out of that uh, twenty five million, they're gonna have to pay the stars, the actors, the production people, all of that. And, and that's after taking out the marketing piece out of it. Which well, is okay. So let's so let's say it costs fifty million to make it. So yeah. now remember, that's already they've already raised that money. Yeah. So movies are never made. I mean, like movies never rely on 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 the ticket sales to pay to produce it. All right. production is paid already. So everybody's paid. Right. Yeah. Everything that costs to create that movie is already paid. Okay. Right. Now, let's say it costs fifty mil to produce it, which is very low, by the way, in today's in today's industry. Yeah. So right. fifty million to make it, you're going to spend fifty million to market it. Yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when when this movie starts making its money, you really have to produce. The movie has to make double its production budget to actually break even. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's that's yeah. why when when somebody said, "Oh, look, it cost me thirty million to make it, and we and we grossed we grossed uh, 45, 45, 40, 45 million, right?" <laughs> and they're talking about it being a flop. Now, yeah. when it is, when it's lower to produce, now when the movies are, when the movies are cheaper to produce, like under yeah. fifty, yeah, the, the marketing budgets aren't actually even. They're not the same. Yeah. When you start making blockbusters, sometimes the actual marketing budget is bigger than the movie budget, the production right. budget. Yeah, Amy said eight percent of revenue minimum for a strong marketing budget for small business. Oh, absolutely minimum. It, it could be yeah. more than that. Yeah, yeah, it should definitely more. And, and I know, you know, when I hear people having big events, it's like, okay, what was your budget? You know, and they get asked that question, like budget. You know, I'm looking for the free. No, you gotta have a budget <laughs> in the market yeah. of what you have to do, and you have or or use some some really creative ways to do that right it's still but you got to get the word out there you know one of the best things that could have happened for for my business is is this show right here and all the other ones that i do is because i'm always in somebody's face 
And, and when they're looking for a speaker, they're like, hey, Crystal. And at the same time, I get, I get paid for that. So it, it was one of the best uh, strategies for, for me, for my business. And I, and I tell people to do that. Find some sort of platform where you're always talking about your business and showing your expertise. And that's what Armand and I had talked about with the digital entrepreneurship, because now you're out there, you're writing your blog, you're, you know, people yeah. are hearing from you. And and the funny thing is that in certain business, and, and that's why you have to, you have to understand all sorts of businesses before you go into the one you want to go into. Cause you have to, let's, so let's, I mean, like a okay, food trucks are a big thing right now. They, they were a big thing and they continue to be a big thing. As a right. and I own restaurants. As a restaurant tour, I don't like food trucks, um, just because what I can produce is limited by the truck. Right. right. I could have a truck that sells out, and I'm wasting five hours of my day. Right. So if if the if you have like a really boom time and the truck is a hit, boom, and it clears out in an hour, everyone's excited. But you're not, as a as a as a truck owner, you're not because you have six hours you could have been selling still, but you got nothing left. Right. Um, yeah, no food restaurants won't experience that because of because of because of adequate storage. Yeah. Now, knowing other kinds of businesses. Now, Amy was saying like eight percent of revenue is minimum for a strong marketing budget. Now, in the online world, you have content marketing, right? There's a concept called content marketing, and um, organizations like you know, magazines like GQ are actually content marketers. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Funny part about content marketing is that the product itself. Mm -hmm. which is the articles you write yeah is the actual marketing so you write so when you pay to have the articles created okay the content of the articles themselves because of the way they're structured are marketing for you yeah and yeah. so so your marketing budget and your and your and your actual product budget are one and the same yeah in that respect so it's really unique it's the digital world is 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 exciting because of the way it can it can, the lines are blurred between different things. So what was a profit center, um, okay, so you, you have things which are, you, know, you, you have your cost centers or profit centers, they can blur. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, it's it's an exciting place to be. Oh, hold on, she has another in the message. Art getting small business apart with a, yeah. Yeah, market, <laughs> pe people don't get marketing. No, that, they don't. That, no that's one of the how. reasons why my, why my business a lot of times, my, my actual personal business that I run focuses on large business yeah. because they get it. Yeah. You know, um, if it wasn't for large business, I wouldn't have a business. I mean, like, you know, um, consulting for small businesses is tough because right. they're it's hard to part. But, you know, when you create a proper business plan and a proper marketing plan and you have that all fact and that's actually what for a lot of investors will turn the tide in your favor is seeing a proper marketing budget in place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you have and that's why I always say, you know, the cut cut uh, measure twice cut once. If you've planned everything out in great detail, mm -hmm. you know, and you can, and that, and it's all part of that plan. Imagine if you get all the funding you needed, and you've budgeted in advance for all the marketing that you yeah. need to work. Education. That's, that's Education. Yeah. That's and I'm going to tell you. And and, and and Crystal, I think you and I need to establish a swear jar for some of our our clients when they approach us with that that free word we should use free, <laughs> free as, we should use free as a swear word okay whenever they approach us about free this or free that they have to pay they have to pay for that for, for that swear word okay oh.
True that, true that. But I, I want to say, and we're probably going to wrap up soon, but I want to say this, that when I, I worked for, I worked in, a, um, when the dot-com industry first or the air, it first hit the, uh, the 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 business world and when and, and these uh developers and and founders could go out and just just bring in millions and millions and millions of dollars with no experience whatsoever yeah. they right. just had a great disruptive business idea, idea. Yeah, right. right and i worked for i was in the account i worked in the accounting department um uh for one of these companies they had in fact i came in a month after they secured 12 million dollar uh, a capital. Yeah. Uh, they, out of that $12 million, they produced a profit, which is really not a profit, but a profit of $359,000. Yeah. And in 10 months, they were shut down. They blew it. They blew. I have never. And now I'm the one that's processing all of the, 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 the money in, the money out, right? Yeah. Every 10 days for payroll, payroll was every other week we were uh, the the i was processing over a quarter of a million dollars in expenses Mm -hmm. that was payroll and and their operating expenses so you know the burn rate was just phenomenal and so when i when people say i can't run my business without money yeah you can (laughs) yeah you can it come down to employees remember gilbert you were talking about the question of cash flow and how can i you know I have X number of employees. You know, yes. part, part of it also is looking at what you do and determining, do I need that many employees? Right. It's, exactly. It's, it's, it's an unpopular conversation to talk about cutting people. Yes. Right? Yes. It is. Yeah. A, a lot of business owners have a loyalty, a sense of loyalty to their employees. Like, you know, I've seen businesses crash because they refuse to accept the realities that I don't need this many employees. Right. Right. right? Things have changed. The pandemic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, look, let's take the PPP. You yeah. could only get the PP loan, PPP loan if you actually had employee. You had to, it was for employees, it was for mortgages and utility, right? Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many people went out and hired people just so that they could get the PPP loan. <laughs> and, and that, then I, that, that is such a crazy plan. And I'm like, <laughs> and so people were like, did you apply for the PPP? No, I don't have any employees. That wasn't the one that I needed to apply for because I don't have any employees. Well, you could go hire some. No, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> that is, hey, I'm going hey. to... It, and you know, Crystal, there is somebody out there telling them that too. Some, you know, those street corner consultants, right? Yes. I There's someone telling them they can do that. But it's the same as them guys saying you can beat the odds. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. beat the odds. So, so I had to get. I was like, okay, so let let's 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 analyze what you just said to me. And so I'm going to go incur a cost. Right. And current expense, mm-hmm. employment expense on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just the payroll, it's the payroll and it's taxes. Right. I'm going to incur that in order to get the PPP money. No, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> but 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 here's the deal though. They don't understand that when you hire someone, it's not just only the taxes. 
No, you got to deal with EDD also. Oh, you got <laughs> to deal a whole, with it. It's a whole thing. You got unemployment. You got all of that. So it's all, so it's something that you don't do on a spur of the moment. Yeah, it's, no. It's planned out. No. A planned yeah. out. And playing uh, somebody isn't something, you have to think hard. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. that person. I mean, does it, is, it, is it essential to operating your yeah. business? It takes a planning. Right. It takes a it's planning. A plan. It's a plan. And so yeah. even the ones that had their employees there, during that time and have them doing absolutely nothing, menial mm -hmm. labor. Uh, it was a lot of them that did that. They were sweeping floors and doing that kind of stuff. So then after that money ran out, then they had to let those people go. Now they're worried. They're concerned about why you can't, why they are having a hard time hiring people. Uh, all of that back there was the reason why you're having problems hiring. And then, and this happened after the recession in 2007. Yeah. I want to bring you back. I want to bring you back as the cheapest rate that I can bring you legally. Yeah. So if $15 is the, is the, is the legal rate, then I'm going to bring Now You may have been making $30 before, yeah. but I'm going to bring you in at 15 because yeah. you got to understand, we just came through a pandemic. So mm -hmm. you should be, you should be comfortable with making the $15 an hour yeah. Uh, until we can get back on our feet. No, that don't have nothing to do with me, <laughs> right? That do, do they do they understand that an employer has to pay seven point five percent of their salary into the unemployment every right. every month? Do they understand well, actually, that? <laughs> well, actually, with with workers' comp, it actually comes out to be eleven and a half, almost thirteen. Yeah, that you have that you're paying over eleven and a half percent, right? So I mean, think twice if you need employees. Exactly. I mean, like, exactly. Yeah, you got to think it out. You got to be able to project out and forecast exactly how much revenue and making sure that that expense can be uh, a a profit can be made out yeah. uh, made out of that expense again because that's all part of that cash flow, right? So yeah. I'm just not bringing the employees there. I got to have a bulk of those employees that is product producing and paying for themselves yeah. yes i have to have auxiliary employees yeah. to support support staff but my bulk of my employees have to be people that are generating revenue that's yeah. that's really the and, you know, and, and, to, and to, to to address amy's latest comment of the problem entrepreneurs that we don't know what we don't know right. that, you know the thing is everything that we're talking about now everything that comes out of most of our consultations yeah is a component of a business plan yeah. If, yes. if yeah. you if you have a fully fleshed out business plan, right, before you even get near starting, right, you will know what all these all these things will have popped up. Yes. Yeah. Right? And you will know all this stuff. Yes. People just have to have the patience. I yeah. mean, like you know, if you, if you are if you're a nine to fiver, and you have a dream to run an ice cream parlor, right? Mm -hmm. And I say that because I have an actual client who has an ice cream parlor. So right. if you're a nine to fiver with a dream of having an ice cream parlor, okay. You were you've been working nine to five for X number of years. What's the what's I mean, what's the big deal waiting a few more months while you put together a good plan, bring in mm. a couple of consultants, spend some money to figure yeah. out if what you're gonna do was will work. Yeah. Right. You know, put some time into it to figure it out. I mean, like, you know, put all that effort into it before you get started, because it's really gonna help gonna help you in the long run when what it, when what you wanted to do, like even in just purchasing of, 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 of initial inventory, right? Yeah. Like, okay, so right now I'm in the process of doing an adventure zipline park in the Philippines, right? Mm -hmm. And so I spent a serious amount of time investigating the costs of uh, aircraft cable, which is the main component of ziplines, right? Yeah. 
So there's a lot of websites out there, a lot of companies that sell aircraft cable for zip lines. So they're zip line companies. Mm -hmm. And you discover that those cable cables they sell for that, the same cables that they use in rigging for uh, for movie companies and for mm -hmm. actual uh, other forms of construction. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. Right? If you buy the same cable for the purpose of construction versus the purpose of zipline, you yeah. save thirty percent. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. And then you find out that those all all those manufacturers are buying that cable either from Korea or China, yeah. and the companies that sell them will sell at a minimum of one ton each, one ton each shipment, right? Wow. And it turns out that okay, so I ended up purchasing two tons of cable, I mean, like, and the savings was more than seventy five percent over what I originally was going to pay. Mm -hmm. All of that took me three weeks to find out with intense searching online and a lot of phone calls. Yeah. But what did it save me? Right? It saved me close to let's say ten thousand plus dollars. Yeah. In See, the process. Yeah, that's that's part of what Amy is saying about you know, we don't know what we don't know yeah. as entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> but, just, but, but just take the time to take the time to find out and right. fill it up and bring in consultants if you need to use yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, because for you to do that, I'm sure you've done a lot of research in that area. You've talked to a few people. People give you ideas. You test it to see, you know. Yeah, and I actually, I actually talked to, to a few adventure park consultants. And the yeah. funny part was, is that in, in my interviews with them, I quickly determined that a lot of these guys had no idea what they were doing. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I identified the one or two that did. Finally. And and that's where the safety issues sometimes come into play because they don't know what yeah. they're doing. They're not sure what they're buying. What they buy may may not be uh, within compliance of, of of OSHA and state regulations. And you know, it's 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 amazing. I mean, and, and I and I, I think what, our, no, go what ahead, Armand is saying about uh, 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 doing uh, create cre uh, completing your business plan because at <laughs> least you know what to ask, right? Because you've done the research yourself, so you're going to be. Does this mean three will review my business plan? Yes, Amy, we'll review it and give you feedback from different <laughs> angles. Oh my gosh, you know, you know that 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 should be an on air an on air recurring thing where you submit a business plan, yes. and, and we roast it. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like a Long show, right? That, that, <laughs> you're getting three superstars here, Amy, to, uh, to review yeah. your business plan. <laughs> but you know, that's why, you know, what I, you know, that's why I teach the kids because the kids are learning some stuff, uh, something you know, about their businesses. Uh, I had a little girl now the other day, 10 days ago, when I did this, the, the course with the, the startup kids, we were talking, we were. We utilized the lean startup method um, with uh, uh, Eric Rines and how he takes your the con the assumptions that you're making mm -hmm. and you research it, you do your surveys, you do everything, and then you come back and you keep um, you keep adding on more assumptions <laughs> and you might have to determine whether you're going to pivot or persevere. But by the time you didn't narrowed it down to the last little change, you're ready to do business, right? It's, it's, <laughs> you, you understand exactly how your money's coming in. Now yeah. I'm teaching 13 year olds that. Now yeah. my my grown adults. <laughs> it's hard but to grown adults because they're convinced that what they want to do is going to work. Right. I mean, yeah. that, that's yeah. a red flag. Yeah. I mean, like if you have not questioned yeah. the validity of your business, yeah, that's a red flag. I mean, like you know, you're just too passionate. I mean, and I, I get I get dragged for this all the time because I'm a I'm a anti passion guy. Yeah. Right? 
to me, I don't have to be passionate about what I do. You got to be I'm, objective, you know? <laughs> as long as it gives, see, so when, when I look at a business that I will run um, or I'll invest in, I have to look at, you know, what do I want to get out of it? So mm -hmm. the things I want to get out of this, I, I, I identify what they are and then I rank them in order of importance, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if if what I want to get out of what we're doing is right. some sort of like a, a you know like a cultural shift or an, or or the awareness of something that's different, you know what the way I approach it's different than if the income is the number one thing. Yeah. Right. So if the income is the number one thing and what we're proposing is just incredibly lucrative, mm -hmm. but I'm not really that into it, I can still do it because right. because the uh, in number in order of importance income is number one in this in this venture yeah and so it is exciting to me because okay if that's the goal and it is really good at that i'm excited yeah, right? yeah. now mm -hmm. if if what i'm looking at if my main goal is let's say um to, to to have some sort of to create awareness